Are you doing well, but you still feel bad? Does it frustrate you that when things are going good, you still have these bad feelings? They still come. They never seem to leave. Even though you thought when you finally did X, Y, or Z, it was going to be all over. Well, today in your luck, we're going to talk about things are good. Why do I still feel bad? This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Danny. Who I be? Randy. What's up, Randy? Yo, Danny. So has this ever happened to you where like, you know, you realize things are going good, but you still don't feel good? <laughs> <laughs> no, I solved all my problems in life, and then it was know, happily right? ever after, just like the storybooks told. <laughs> yeah, it's it sucks because I still am so naive that I think there's a happily ever after. I get suckered into this all the freaking time where I think, oh, once I just solve this problem, then that'll be it. I know. It makes me feel like an idiot, though, because like it happens so regularly that I just feel like, like how can I keep falling for this? Like lie to myself <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's true like I, this is just the reason i thought of it was just having me this weekend where, like you know um so happy with how things are going things are going really good but like you know i had this like wave of like i guess like you know like it was like not long but like depression or sad whatever you know i felt terrible for like a little while and it's like when that happens then your mind wanders off in the other like oh no everything's a mess and blah blah, blah and like your imagination runs and like i feel I'm happy because I feel like I catch it faster now and I'm better at acknowledging it and like recognizing it, but it still sucks. <laughs> like, it's still so annoying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? This was actually so like we were talking about who episode ideas before this. And this was kind of one idea that I had is like this is actually the price of peace of mind or the price of my happiness, the cause. Because like they say with every blessing comes a burden. And so like mm-hmm. This thing, this obstacle, this problem, this whatever it is, is exact is basically the reason that it's a problem is because it's keeping us from peace of mind or happiness. But but if you understand, like if you can look at it from a different view, like this isn't keeping me from what I want. This is actually the price of what I want. So Mm -hmm. if you actually want it, this is the price you have to pay that comes along with it. Like I was doing that this week because I had my shoulder was bothering me. And I was like, oh, like, this is the only thing I would be totally cool if it wasn't for my shoulder. And then I reframed it where I was like, well, this is the price of my peace of mind. And all of a sudden it was just like. It still hurts a lot, but like, okay, I can hold this as being the price and I can have my peace of mind here, too, while this is happening. Yeah, I like that, because I think we make the mistake all the time. And I know I do this right where we like. Like things are going well or like we we finished something and we're, we're like, yeah, that's awesome. We're celebrating. But we forget that, like, you know, well, that means that now we need something else to do. Right. Or like, you know, like think of relationships like they do take work. Like you can't just like do nothing because then you won't be engaging, won't be, you know, you won't be sort of fostering it and cultivating it over time. Everything is like that in life. So it's like nothing's ever really finished or when it is finished, we move on. We have to move on to something else. So there's always some other problem dilemma yeah i think that's a really good way to look at it it's like you know it is the price of it kind of and yeah like you mentioned i mean it's a never-ending thing it is i think like we're so i mean i maybe not everybody but i was sold this concept of like happily ever after you know you just go to school you get a good job and then happily ever after like everything is just happily ever after like you just do this hard work that sucks and as long it doesn't matter if you don't enjoy it and if it's terrible, as long as you just suck it up and do it. If it means me taking a chubby, well, then I'll <laughs> just suck it up, right? But it's like it, it kind of defeats the whole purpose because that whole like 
sucking up that you have to do, that's actually kind of just your life. And then eventually you get to this thing, you do whatever, you get there, it's totally disappointing. And then you're like, ah, oh, great, now on to the next thing. Well, I think that's the biggest disservice that is we do, I think, to when kids are young and stuff is, you know, everything's phrased as like conditional, right? Like you oh, you watch all these movies where, you know, you just got to find the right person. Then everything's great. Or you just got, you know, whatever. And then like, you know, you get to school and I was like, well, if you just do well, then you can go to college and you can get a job, blah, blah, blah. And you'll be, you know, things will be fine. It's always these like conditionals. Like if you do this, then that rather than focusing on like the journey the process, you know, the fact that you get to build these skills, learning things, any of that that would be probably more valuable and put you in the moment, we're taught to look at the end, not, you know, the actual thing that we're doing. Talking about the dichotomy of control, I mean, that's perfect because, yeah, you have like the if-then statements and the if is within your control. The then is never within your control. But all of us focus on the then, the result. Whereas all we can ever really do is put in the effort or take yeah, the action. I, well, it's funny because I was thinking about this too with respect to Marcus Aurelius because like his meditations, you see him go back to these same things over and over and over again. And like, you know, it's almost like it's nice to see that he doesn't resolve it because I think that's it's true. It's accurate. You know, like it would be really disingenuous if he was like, yep, yeah, that's it. I accept death now. I'm good. Moving on. And, you know, like. And I think you're right. Like it is. It's this issue with control. And I think we're we're taught to act as if we can control things that we really have no control over, which is mm-hmm. kind of a mess because that means we're teaching everybody to focus on things that they really can't. You know, and mm-hmm. I think this is why we have so much blame and victimization culture and stuff because of that. Right. Oh, it totally. feels like, well, I did all the right things. This didn't work out. So it must be the world's fault. Totally. And it could yeah. be. But like I, I the, so the beginning of book two, he says like begin your morning by saying to yourself today I'll meet with the arrogant, the ungrateful, the deceitful, the envious, all of these things. And it's funny because, you know, I I try to read that every morning to as like a reminder to myself that I'm going to encounter these people. But like half the time I'm like, is he saying this meaning that I'm going to meet this person in myself? Am I going to be ungrateful and arrogant and envious and deceitful and all these? Because it happens. And yeah. yeah. And well, I think I, I it's, know, it's just kind of common. It's probably both, right? It is probably like a that double reference of like you're gonna meet this in yourself and you have to be prepared to, you know, deal with it correctly and not like, you know, have control, understand that you can respond a certain way, how you choose. And also you're gonna meet people like this that you just don't have control over. So you need to kind of keep that in mind as well. You can't change how they're acting right now. So you have mm-hmm. to kind of respond in the right way. Yeah, I really like I really like Marcus Aurelius meditations and the Tao Te Ching because they both talk about good and bad, but they don't say that bad is wrong. Yeah. They just say choose good. Whereas like in our modern society, bad is wrong. And everything's yeah. bad and you need to live your best life and you need to do good and but like they make this whole value judgment nowadays on bad, but bad is just like ignorance of knowledge of good. Yeah, it's one way to look at it. And you know, it's funny too, because I think I think there was more, well, I guess it depends on how you look at it, but I do think like virtue ethics had a little bit more flexibility too, because, you know, most of them recognized people were different. So, you know, 
hitting that, whatever that virtuous characteristic is, hitting that's going to be different for each person. I think now we have this very, like, um, we favor a more rigid system, you know, where you have these rights. This is the rule. You do that and nothing else. If you're a girl and you have sex before marriage, you're bad. (laughs) If you're a guy and you have sex before marriage, you're good. (laughs) It's Yeah, but, like, it is. It is stupid. And you get these, like, you know, you don't get that, like, gray area where you make the choices, right? And where you have to think things through. We'd rather people just follow the rules rather than actually think for themselves and become a good person Mm -hmm. or, you know, make the effort to do that. Yeah. And nowadays it's so easy to get caught by the shiny object syndrome of money and fame. Like they. So easy. (laughs) Yeah. And dude, I just read this book that, you know, somebody was basically addicted to money and fame and it basically ruined them. And as their life was falling apart, you know, they were like, you know, totally anxious, depressed, freaking out, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, all this stuff. And they're like, but on any measure, I'm a success. I have money. I have fame. Everybody knows me. And it's like, by any measure, you're not a success. You're just <laughs> been, you've just accumulated a lot of money and have a lot of people that are your friends. That's it. Yeah. That like, yeah, envy you probably, but don't really, you know, care. That's, you yeah. know, that's the other thing. We have such a, we have such a effed up, like, conception and like metrics for success it's really bad but it's why mm-hmm. all these things happen you know because we do yeah, it is really a mess i wish it, it would be nice if people focused more on like the process and on self-development but it's you know but again i think it's it's crazy to see how little we actually there like we don't give anybody even a slight roadmap <laughs> to deal with anything it's like amazing like how can we not I know. I just think about that sometimes. Like over all these generations of people, how have we not gotten better at that? How has nobody written a book with commandments in it to tell us exactly what to do? Always, never. There was like ten rules we could follow. Just kind of giving us a direction and maybe instructions (laughs) how to sacrifice some animals in case we have a to make up for a sin. You know, if there was just something along these lines, be so easy. But you know, that's the other thing that's like you know going back to like the Tao Te Ching or like the Stoics, or like any of the philosophers that I always liked was there is a level of interpretation involved when you read it. It's not, they don't say things like always explicitly clear. And I always like that because it means you have to do the work yourself and you have to figure it out. They're not like, it's not that they're just going to give you the answers, you know? I mean, they'll help you get there. But, and I always like that because it makes room for you to actually take ownership of things rather than just, you know, conforming to some system because everybody else is doing it or like you're told it's right there's a lot more power in choosing ourselves to do these things and to kind of choose ourselves to go down a certain path mm-hmm. yeah yeah i also like to believe maybe even to um to deceive myself that you know back in the day people thought that you just where you were where you were in life and there was no like nowadays it seems like everybody thinks that you can become the star and maybe you can you know but like I, I like to think that back in the day people didn't think that way and you were just it took a lot of stress off. You know it's funny, I remember I read uh it was like an article on um the uh, popularity of like these shows like uh uh God, now I can't remember the name of that show. The one that was in the in the UK about like the past oh, the like, singer? Oh. No, no, no. The ones with the, the all the servants and stuff in the house. What was that called? Oh, Downton Abbey. Down there Abbey. I was gonna get there eventually. But yeah. Uh, they were saying like they were speculating, you know, that, like all the shows like that, like 
people really liked them too because like that was a time when there was more like defined ro roles in society mm -hmm. and yeah. like you know you were born into stuff like you didn't really have much upward mobility beyond like maybe like you know if you're an artist and your skill could get you know elevate you a little bit but that was about it and it's like a very clear world in that sense and now we have a lot more freedom in terms of mobility but it makes it also very hard because like you don't know how to act what to do and i i mean i definitely prefer the latter but you know i understand why people might like that because it is a little clearer you know about what i'm what am i and where am i in the world you know yeah, dude. And that's when marriage worked out because people had clearly defined roles in the family. Yeah. Not saying whether it's right or wrong because some people get all butthurt about that. But, you know, <laughs> it was one person's job to cook and clean, take care of the children. It was another person's job to earn income. Yeah. And if everybody well, did you... their job, the family, you raise a family, you have kids, and everybody prospers. Can't even do that now anyway because you Love can't. Love didn't have one even person. have anything to do with it until Fiddler on the Roof came out. And then <laughs> tradition. <laughs> yeah it's funny it's funny to think about it too because it's like you can't even have those defined roles anymore either though because both people have to work because you can't you can't work, you know one salary isn't that, isn't that funny how like back in the day so like back i don't know before this 80s the 70s something like that one person in the family worked and provided for the whole family now two people work there's more unemployment and you and can't. they make less money yeah it's insane well dude i was thinking about that the other day like you could in like the what was it, like 50 60 you can make like 35 grand a year support your family have numerous kids have car you know have all the things and a house and costs like, like 10 grand yeah you know? it was insane yeah it was crazy it's amazing how like exponentially things just went up and inflated in cost it's crazy mm -hmm. well we've we've built a bunch of like money dinosaurs like We've made a society of people who are very good at accumulating money and not really yeah. cultivating it. And eventually they'll die and they can't take it with them. So it's like another pharaoh type thing. But hey, yeah. so be it. So be it. But this they'll is take the it with them to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll have money on Mars. It's useless. <laughs> yeah. Have fun with money and no air. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't know. It's weird what we like strive after, but no, no. But what do you what do was when the topic that of this one? Oh yeah, things are going well, but I still feel bad. <laughs> Did we even We've touch on that? <laughs> sort of. I don't know. We've covered a lot. Yeah. Kind of been going all over the place. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. But anyway, I, back to this. I think, like, at least for me, when that happens, though, and I've been thinking about these philosophers a lot too, because, like, I think just like acknowledging and reminding myself that, like, even though I feel this way, it's not something happening to me. I mean, it is in a sense, because you know. But like, I can identify it, and I can then do something about it you know i can take ownership of it i can decide how it affects me i can decide how i respond to it and like that's been helpful like yesterday when that happened or no two days ago when it happened rather like normally like in the past i would have just been bummed out and upset and i would like imagine all these things and got more depressed over time instead i recognized it took a break and then i just started doing some work tried to take my mind off it do other things and then i felt better after a little while you know and like i think doing that direct action is a much better way of doing it like thinking about what can i do rather than like just dwelling on this like idea of you know feeling bad or whatever well that's a great one because it is a skill like learning how to deal with feeling bad because it's going to happen and there was something that i was listening to that was saying like it's not a terrible thing to feel bad it's a terrible thing to be unable to endure feeling bad and it's like yeah. 
that's the skill that you need to work on is being able to endure feeling bad. And it's just like, and it sucks because at the time you're like, I feel bad. I just want to not feel bad. Like, what are you talking about enduring this? Like, just get me out of this. Well, it's funny too, because you think about like anything we do that like we're proud of, it's worth, generally speaking, it's going to be hard and it's going to suck in the moment at times. And I think it's so easy. And it, it just speaks to the fact that it's so easy for us, I think, to like lose sight of like the present and get lost in like our imagination and all these things. And it just, yeah, it's really weird. Dude, sometimes it's hard. Like when things are bad, just it's hard thinking that they'll get better in the future. Yeah. That's what I think. Mm. No, you're right. I think like just saying like, you know, it's okay to be bad. It's fine. To, you know, it's fine to have a bad day is easier because you're not reflecting on the future. Instead, you're just looking at like this will pass at some point. And I can move on from it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part, it's part of the human condition. Like we're so individualistic nowadays. We forget this, that like as bad as you're feeling right now, other people feel the same exact way too. And a lot yeah. of them do. A lot of them do. It's like part of your shared humanity, part of our shared humanity. Isn't it funny that we act as if like all of our, they're so unique because we're told we're individual. We're snowflakes. I'm a little snowflake. That like no one would under possibly understand. But in reality, if you talk to anybody, you realize, oh, probably everybody's had a similar or at least enough of a similar experience to relate. Maybe not the same thing. And I think like, you know, and once you do that, you realize, oh, I'm not alone too. It's so funny. I think like we, we're also taught to deal with things alone when we don't have to. We have community. We have people to talk to. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. It is hard being a person. Yeah. So, <laughs> so even even when everything's going great, it can sometimes be bad. But hey, that's part of part of the fun. It is part of the fun, right? Like I my, when I was young, my grandmother always used to tell me that and it bothered the heck out of me. I was like, why <laughs> yeah, does this suck? And she's again. like, This is what makes life interesting. And I was like, Yeah, but it sucks. I don't like it. <laughs> Why can't it She's be like, good well, all the time? I yeah. never feel bad. Everything's easy. God uh -huh. damn it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you want anything else? Yep, that's all. All right. There you have it. So things can be good and we can still feel bad, but it's all right. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. Hope you liked the episode. Check we'll be back later this week with another uh episode. Uh watch on YouTube or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Please like, share, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Until next time though, later, Randy. Later, Danny.